Hello and welcome to Care Insights with the Outstanding Society, a podcast created to share and celebrate best practice, help others to improve and learn more about the amazing career opportunities within social care. In this episode, Zoe Fry speaks to Cosford House colleagues Amelia Pace and Jess Gayford about how their life experiences led them into a career in social care. Excellent. Well, a huge welcome to, to Jess and Amelia. Can I start by asking Amelia to, to introduce yourself and, and tell me about your current role that you have at the moment at Castleford House, please? So hello, I'm Amelia and I'm the Head of Lifestyles at Castleford House. Um, my role is to plan, develop, pride and um, comprehensive activities uh, for uh, like a programme for the people that live here at Castleford House. Um, whether that's going to be cuddling our therapy rabbit or sliding down a 20 metre water slide uh, in a rubber ring in 30 degrees, um, I'm kind of here for it all. So amazing thank you Amelia and Jess can you tell me a bit about your your role at the moment at Castleford House please yeah so I'm Jess I'm a senior care at Castleford House where I've worked for for two years and I've been a senior for 15 months my role of being a senior carer is an important role within the team at Castleford because I've got a lead develop and coordinate a team of care workers to be able to provide the highest standards of care and ensure the dignity of our residents is maintained at all times I have to allocate our staff to assist with the activities of daily living and personal care. I have to provide support and assistance to our care team and train the new care staff through our induction programme and making sure they're getting the guidance support that they require at, at all times. That's fantastic. And, and if I can stay with you for a minute, Jess, um, I, congratulations, first of all, on your promotion and working your way through to a senior carer. But what led you to start a career in social care in the first place? So going back a very, very long time ago, um, I was about 10. My granddad had lung cancer and um, I saw the progress of him going from being really poorly at home, having to have oxygen, being cared for they'd been in hospital and how the, the care what he received from such a young age it's kind of stayed with me and it made a massive impact on my life and I went away when I got older and I thought from seeing granddad from so little that I want to be able to make a difference to someone's life even if it's my smallest little thing you know like just even like give making someone a cup of tea that I want to make an impact and make a difference to someone's life, make someone feel good. And having a personal experience, it's kind of triggers at home that how important it is to gain those rapport with people and making them feel better and making them feel good about themselves. I think that's amazing. Thank, thank you for sharing your story, Jess. And, and I'm sure your granddad will be re really proud of you now in the lives that you're changing every day at the moment. Um, and Amelia, can you tell me about um, how, how you ended up working in social care? Um, so if I'm being perfectly honest, when I was in school, I, I didn't do very well. Um, and when I went to A-level, I did health and social and I did really, really well in it. And when, when I was, I lost my nan when I was 15 and she had a domiciliary carer and Sandy. And it was just, the, the, you know, the relationship they had was just indescribable. It was so, my nan was besotted with her and I always envied that relationship, I guess. I always kind of thought like, oh, that's so lovely, isn't it? Like, you know, how my nan loves this lady so much. 
I was only very young at the time, so it never really meant that much to me at the time. But when I kind of went into health and social, started learning about dementia and you know the different things that happen when you can get older, it made me really appreciate what Sandy was in my nan's life and how how really she she helped her live. And I finished my A levels. My best grades were in health and social and. There was a job in, not in this care home. Um, when I was 17, I started in um, a different care home and I started as a carer. And yeah, that's where I started. Fantastic. And I, I think that's absolutely lovely that um, that just seeing what your, your nan uh, has gone through, you're able to now give that to other people, which I think is amazing. Can I just ask you, um, you know, there must be a, a lot of lot of people out there in schools and universities um, who, who struggle with academia. Um, if there's a bit of advice that you would give them around that, what, what would that be? To not stress. I think there's so much pressure put on grades and going to, I mean, I was very lucky and my parents didn't pressure me to go into university or it wasn't what was expected of me. And luckily neither did my friends. And we kind of had that in common. But when I was in school, I was so worried that if I didn't kind of get these like four A's, four B's, four C's, um, I was gonna fail in life. And I didn't. And I think there's so much kind of pressure and, and this surrounding around grades and how you need these kind of grades to succeed and, and get a successful career. And, and, it, and it's not necessarily true. I've got an incredible career where I've, I've seen through different promotions, different roles. and. I didn't do that well and I've and I've still made it so it's, it's not always don't worry don't don't stress because it, it all turns out okay fantastic that's amazing. I completely agree with everything Amelia said I've got um a young child he's 12 and he's got severe learning difficulties and he's autistic and he has ADHD Alfie's now going into his second year at high school and he's understand a lot more now about like what his condition is and all. And he sat down and broke down on me this week actually. And he said, but mommy, I can't do it. And he was doing some maths with me. And I said, babe, you can do it. And he said, but I'm not like the other kids, mommy. I said, Alf, if you're happy and you, that's all that matters. I said, who cares? You haven't got that grade. It doesn't matter. And this is what, and as Amelia said, it's a massive stress. Don't worry if you can't get those grades because it's not the be all end all. There's other things out there. And this is what I said to Alfie. We will find what you're good at and what's going to make you happy and you will succeed. Absolutely. And I think I think that's that's an amazing bit of advice to, to give everybody. And, and would you both agree? I know that you're both in different roles in social care, but there are so many roles and careers within social care. Um, you can you know, progress as as much as you want to. You can do diplomas, you can do degrees, you work, work your way up into management. But actually, a lot of the roles are absolutely amazing. And, and if you've got a good team, a good manager behind you, do you feel, as you say, that you could be supported in doing whatever you're you know, really, really good at? You don't have to be academic within a social care role as well. Yeah, I think there's something for everyone. And social care is one of those jobs where you get out what you put into yeah. it. Definitely. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. And and um, Jess, can I just ask you, it's it's fantastic that you work in social care. Um, how would you compare that to, to working in the NHS? Because because I understand that, that you started your journey within the NHS or you've worked in the, within the NHS. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. So I worked for the NHS from oh, 19 up to uh, about four or five years ago. So a very, very long time. 
Um, bear in mind, I'm 34 now, so do the math, you know, it's a long time. Um, but I would say, with working for the NHS and working in social care, the only thing that I would say the comparison it's the same is your caring for people. Is that's the only thing the same. With us here at Castleford, we're unique and our, the care that we give to our residents is person-centered and it's all tailored to their individual needs. Unfortunately, yeah, I enjoyed working for the NHS with the daily challenges, but it wasn't person-centered at all. It was the best way I can describe it. It was like a conveyor belt system, one in, one out. And it was literally how quickly could you turn around the beds and you weren't getting to gain that relationship with your, your, your patient, your resident, and you weren't getting to know them and you weren't having, given them that unique experience. It was almost like, and how it is, is how can we fix this person as quickly as possible and get them out? And to me, I never felt... 100% satisfied because I didn't feel like I could give them everything. Sometimes I was leaving the shift on the end of on the end of the day and feel like, yeah, I've cared for this person, but I haven't been able to give them gone 100% because it's always been like we've got to we've got to just fix them instead of giving them the person-centered unique care which we do here. Yeah, no, I think I think that's lovely, and th thank you for f feeding that back. And 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 I certainly think with with what everybody does in social care, it's that link between the NHS and and link with with the acute sector. Um, but social care is something very very different, and and yeah, it's 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 a long relationship that you have with people. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and if I can move back to you now, Amelia, um, can you tell me a bit about how your activities? Um, how you think outside the box, but how you still make that person-centred. <laughs> Imagination. So, um, <laughs> my activities are definitely not your average elderly activities. I find after, I've done activities, I've done care for nearly 10 years. I've done activities for four years in October. And I find that people with dementia are given a lot of limitations. And, you know, I, I want to defy those barriers through my activities. I want people to do things that they might have always wanted to do or they've never done. And I implemented a wishing tree um, when I started on Lifestyles. So that was making it person-centered. They were choosing what they wanted to do and whether that was, you know, one of my the bigger events we've done the out of the box is inking and drinking. They had temporary tattoos in, in a tattoo parlor with beers or wet and wild we had a 20 meter water slide in the garden with a adaptable rubber ring and, and a 26 page risk assessment for any mobility to go down it we had a hot tub party I brought my hot tub in from my house we've had Casper airlines and I encourage people to do whatever activities they want and no matter what risk that involves I always find a way around it I always keep the residents front and foremost and I always get their ideas and opinions. And I even have um, honorary lifestyles members who are residents. And sometimes they help me plan and facilitate activity because I, you know, that, that massively helps social stimulation within the activities. It keeps them engaged with each other then as well, not just with me. And yeah, I, I, love, I love getting their ideas. I love getting what, what they want to do. I mean, the inking and drinking was inspired by a 96 year old who always wanted a tattoo. She, she admired my own tattoos and she, I sat there and I thought, no, no. And I thought, do you know what? Why not? Why can't she have a little temporary tattoo on her arm? Why not? 
while she sat there drinking a Corona. You know, she's she's probably never done this. And if she wants to do that, I want to be that person. But whether she remembers or not, I want to be that person. But she thinks that girl helped me fulfill one of my dreams. And I, I love that. That's the most rewarding and fulfilling thing that you could ever do. I think that's that's amazing. And and I have seen some of the photos of, of the activities and and the lifestyle that, that you have at Castleford and, and the smiles on people's faces say it all. And as you say, if you move into a care home, why should your lifestyle change? Why can't you continue doing the things that, that you wanted to do? So, yeah, I think there's a very negative perception around care homes where, you know, inevitably it's going to be, you know, people go to care settings or nursing homes for the end of their life. But that's not my attitude. People come here to live. They're not coming here to die. They're coming here to live. And I want to make, whether it's two months, two years, 20 years, however long they're here, the best years of their life. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to fulfill and enrich their life. Amazing. And how you, you, you mentioned about perceptions. Amelia, how do you think we could maybe change those perceptions for, for members of the public and also people who might want to come in and have a career in social care? How do you think we could do that? I think you need to lead by example. I think you need to take those perceptions and show people why they're wrong. I, you know, one of the biggest things I always find is talking, you know, thinking about risks now as well. In the middle of Storm Eunice, um, I had a resident who wanted to go to the beach. And, you know, you've got 80 miles an hour wind. And that perception there is, oh, my God, they, they, they've got dementia. They can't go outside in the rain. That's terrible. Why not? Why can't they go to the beach? Why, you know, and that's what we did. We went to the beach. We went down to the beach and we had fish and chips in the rain. And you know what? It was one of the best trips I've ever had. I think social media is a brilliant platform to defy those perceptions as well. I share a lot of my work because I want to show good practice and what can be achieved in this job. It's not just sitting there doing bingo or crosswords or, or knitting. There's so much more to activity provision than what the generalized ideas are, what you think an older lady or man might want to do. And there's just so much more that those perceptions, you do get from the member of public. And we did have an event which was publicized and we had a lot of negative comments on, it was on the, the Daily Mirror, I think. And there was, there was a lot of negative comments, but, and we responded to them constructively. We say, you know, why do you feel this? Have you had a bad experience? You know, please come to our home, look at our social media, have our brochures, look through it, and we can show why we, we don't fit into that genre. We, we don't fit into that. We're different. And you've got to just, you've got to show good practice at all times. Amazing. Thank you so much. Maria. And Jess, could I ask you the same thing? Um, what do you think the boundaries are that stop people working in social care? So, if you're having young people coming into care, they have a lot of people who have got the negative persona that they're just going to come in. They've got elderly people, they're sat in chairs all day, they're literally drinking tea, drinking coffee. So they've got this persona in their head thinking it's boring and they're going to literally be there to sit with old people because they don't quite understand it's not just that. So it's stopping them from basically making that step over to social care and engaging when they need to get into, they need to realize. It's more than just that, and it's basically given them a life. So to me, that was one biggie, especially with, with young people. Obviously, you're working long hours. The, the pay, you've got to understand, I'm not going to lie, the pay isn't brilliant. But to me, so those are like the negative um, sides of it. You know, obviously, you pay, you're working long hours. 
obviously the conditions is hot it's not great at times you know last week you know with 40 degree heat you know working 12 hours it's, it's hard going but I always try to neg try and turn a negative into a positive you know what you're coming into you know what you're doing you know it's long hours to so make the best out of it you know turn that around we come into work you know you're having fun with the residents you engage with residents you know it's going to be long hours so what we turn it into something fun we have so much great shifts here that sometimes it feels like blimey was that actually 12 hours you know how fast it's gone and yes you know what the pay is you know you know what you're coming into but push yourself you know so you'll go higher up you're not you're only going to go as far as you let yourself go and you're only going to get out what you put in if you want to stay down the bottom you will stay down the bottom but you have to push yourself no one else will push yourself um so it's trying to see things in a different light really which people some which is good for advertisement because a lot of people don't quite understand that and they don't quite understand what social care is and when friends of mine have seen what we do on the Casford Facebook page and they're like oh I didn't know you could do things like that with them oh I thought that'd be a bit dangerous and then they said themselves it's kind of shocked them and they've seen things really differently so it's to me it's it's all about education amazing thank you and if I could ask you actually Jess um what would be your career highlight since working in social care um yeah so to me I am doing my level five and I've nearly qualified I'm not gonna lie it's been flipping hard work and at times I thought it was going to literally, you know, it was going to kill me with the stress of it because it has been hard going. But I've, I set myself a challenge that I was going to do it. And I said to myself, I ain't given up because that's not me. I'm going to keep going and keep going. And I proved myself wrong. And, I've, and I'm determined to do that. And yeah, that is my end goal in sight. That's amazing. You should be really proud. And Thank Amelia, you. can I can I ask you the same question? What would be one highlight um, in your in your social care career? Um, so I was on American News. <laughs> um, one of my my income and drinking event went viral. It was covered by BBC and then the Alzheimer's Society and lots of different platforms. And we were there the one night, and I kept you know I was so like starstruck. I kept googling it like the income and drinking, and it came up with all these news outlets that were featuring it. And I seen this American one and I sent it to Ben actually. And I was like, look, there's an article on American news about it. And he was like, oh my God. Hmm. I'm like, what? He's like, have you looked at that copy? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's, that's a pre-recording of, of the news. You were actually featured on an American news channel. <laughs> and I was just sat there. It was just me and a resident there holds up this little sign saying I got ink today. <laughs> and I was just like, that, I've just, I looked, I've just sat there for about 10 minutes, like just speechless. I was like, my work like this this work which was so impulsively done I'm a very impulsive person I just thought I'm going to do it I'm just going to do it I'm going to get it done I'm going to do it and within three weeks people around the world had seen it and that's just it's, it's amazing it's just it's, you can't put you can't put words to it the feeling that you get when knowing that your good practice your hard work is being featured around the world is, is just indescribable 
amazing amazing and and speaking to you both today has just brought a huge smile on my face um because yeah it's 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 what social care is all about Amelia can I finish by asking you if there was one bit of advice that that you would give somebody at school at university or later on in their life that might have retired about coming into social care what what would that bit of advice be what do you get out of it I think I've done care and I've done lifestyles. Um, I'm lifestyles through and through. This this is my passion. And I think that this job is the most rewarding and fulfilling job that you could possibly have. And if you are seeking that in your life, you want that kind of, you want that happiness, you want that fulfillment, you want to be able to express yourself. I mean, the residents call me the wild child and I'm not embarrassed about that. I think that's amazing because that that's who I am I am a bit wild and they love that they appreciate if you want to work somewhere where you're truly appreciated for who you are your flaws your your pros whatever this this is the sector this is the sector you want to be in because you can be yourself and you can pre, be pretty happy you know you can have a really good happy successful career fantastic thank you and could I ask you the same question? Yes, please. Uh, so I, I would say, yeah, with social care, there is there is so much to offer, you know, so much to offer. Um, even if you didn't want to work as a carer, even if you wanted to come in on a, in a different role, as I say, we have a variety of different roles here. There is so much that people need to realise that there are here. And say, so as, as Amelia just said, like, there is so much to offer. There is so much that will fulfill your day and the residents' day. And it's a good laugh and it's good fun. And we're getting out is just as much as what they're getting out. And they don't realise that. Seeing their little faces in the morning, you know, when you've gone in there, you've got their cup of tea. And it's just amazing. Like this morning, I went into one of our one of our chaps. I said, come on, we're having a shower. Ooh, that sounds like a good idea. And his little cheeky smile, you know, you can't ask for more than that in the morning. You're going to yeah, you are. We're we're everything for them, and it it hits home at times. You know when, like how much we are to them. We are their we are their world, and we we get very close to our residents, especially when it gets we have sad times and we've got to say goodbye to them. And it's it gets really hard because you get. I know they should say you know you shouldn't get close to them, but how can you not when we're seeing them every single day. 12 hours a day it's it's, it's hard going we're only human as well exactly you're, you're going to have these relationships where you do get with, with certain residents who which are stronger you do mm -hmm. have like similar personality traits and you do kind of gravitate towards each other it's like staff isn't it yeah you've gotten better with with certain oh, members just natural um, you can make amazing friends in this career as well amazing yeah. and not just the staff you know some of my best friends are the residents and i'm not embarrassed to say that either i'm quite proud yeah. to say that I think that's lovely. I think that's lovely. And it's it's been absolutely wonderful chatting to you this morning. Thank you very much, Amelia and Jess. Thank, Thank you. you. The Outstanding Society is a community interest company. It's free to join and is open to everyone. You don't need to have an outstanding rating to be a member.